It's a great honor and privilege for my wife, Hindu, and I to be present at Ozar Christian College. Um, I'm, uh, I'm greatly uh, excited for this opportunity, and uh, we just came here for, for this Global Awareness Week. Um, so thank you, uh, President Matt Proctor, for giving us this opportunity, and uh, thank you, Dr. Christy Welt, for inviting us and, and, uh, and thinking about us. Uh, this is a high-caste college. <laughs> Uh, the most high-caste preachers in America have graduated from Ozark. So I, I'm feeling really high-caste today. Uh, so uh, um, I, I, I salute you, command you, and have a great respect for this, this wonderful institution that God has used to touch millions of people, not only in America, but around the globe. And... Uh, Many, many thousands and thousands of people and only eternity will reveal the results and the impact that this institution has made. So, so we, we are privileged to be here. Um, my wife and uh, I are uh, looking forward talking to the students and faculty and talking about uh, the future partnership where many of you will be able to come. I'm saying these things without getting the permission from President Matt Proctor, but uh, uh, we, we will have the internship program. We will have maybe some of your professors. And uh, there, are, there are a lot of things in my mind which I'm, I'm really not supposed to speak here. Uh, <laughs> But, but I, I bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters who live in the country of India and in the countries of Nepal and Bhutan and Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and Afghanistan. Um, they are all praying for, for us at this time when, when you are having this Global Awareness Week. Um, India is uh, not a large country when you see the area. It's one-third of the United States of America. But when you consider the population of India, it is, we have 1.3 billion people, uh, which is three times more in compared to America. It is the largest Hindu nation. Uh, it is the largest democratic nation. Uh, four years from now, it, they are predicting that it will be the largest Islamic nation as we are second largest Islamic nation next to Indonesia. Um, it's a country where, where still many, many people, there are, there are millions and millions of people who have never heard about Jesus Christ. Um, there are about 7 billion people on the face of this earth. Uh, but there are still 2 billion people who have never heard about Christ, who do not have any scriptures ever translated into, into uh, their languages, and they don't have any Christian witness present in that area. And we live in, in the midst of all that region where there are 12 countries, and if you consider India and 12 other countries, 65% um, of the world unreached people, most unreached people live in that area. So I hope you will, you will pray about this and you will be thinking about, about, uh, about uh, maybe uh, your ministry, how you can touch those people who have never heard about Jesus Christ. Um, we, we have some pictures of our ministry in the last 37 years. Uh, Lord has blessed us. Uh, 
one of the greatest things that Indu and I can say, um, Indu has a great heart for the children. And when we started the ministry, we have a children's ministry, and we have children coming uh, from the, uh, who, who were rescued from the slavery for a bag of rice. Children who were rescued from the brothel communities. Children who were rescued from baggery. And, and, and sex slavery. And now, from those children alone, from those children, there are now, God has raised over 500 preachers who are preaching the gospel in India and in the surrounding countries. We praise God for that. It's only possible because of the power of the gospel. A story became very famous few years back in the metropolitan city of Mumbai where a suicide bomber was traveling in a metro train and he had to travel for 45 minutes. All of a sudden, with, loaded with bombs and with an intention to destruct a significant area of Bombay, he found that in that train next to him, a little girl about eight years age was sitting and she fell asleep and leaned on his shoulders. And as he saw that little girl and, and the innocence in her face, her heart, his, his heart started melting. Girl was awake after a few minutes. He, she looked at him and she said, I was lost at the Mumbai railway station. Can you help me so I can get to the home? Um, he could not reject that. He could not refuse. So he took the little girl and he was able to find her home. And as they were traveling, the girl looked at him and smiled and said, Do you know that Jesus loves you and he died for you? I wish I could tell that suicide bomber has become Christian. I cannot tell you. But that suicide bomber went to the police station and surrendered himself. And, and he who was going to be destructive, he became savior of a little girl who touched his heart with the message and love of Jesus Christ that's only possible because of Jesus Christ, because of the gospel. God has allowed us to start three Bible colleges. One is at the foothills of Himalayas mountains. And in that region, there is the largest area, the city called Darjeeling, and you may have seen Darjeeling tea here and there in the, and they claim it is from Himalayas mountain, it is the best uh, tea that is available. But in that area, uh, that is the capital of human trafficking. Every day, please listen to me, every day over 250 children and girls are sold into human trafficking in the city of Darjeeling alone. One night, our Bible college professors received a call, anonymous call, saying that we have 11 children tonight who will be taken into sex slavery. Would you be willing to come and rescue these children? Bible college professors going to brothel area to rescue the children with an anonymous call? 
they did around one o'clock at night and they rescued 11 children and they brought them to the Bible college and one of the classrooms was turned into their, uh, to the place where those children have shelter. And there was, a, there was one thing which was fascinating. They could not believe. They were shocked that most of the children who were rescued from the brothel area did not have any names. They asked the mothers next day, how come they don't have any name? They said, because we don't, them to, they have no identity. They have no background. They don't know who the father is. One of the child, his name was Caleb. I just visited them a couple of months ago. His name is Kalua. And Kalua has, is not a, not a name. Kalua means someone who has dark skin. And Kalua... Uh, they were calling Kalua, it's like a curse word, and, and, it, and, and then uh, after a few months when I visited them, the, the principal Divas, brother Divas, told me that now he's not Kalua. He has a name, he's Caleb, and he loves Jesus Christ. And I saw a biggest smile on his face. Some of these children have not eaten, because what they do, they take these 300 children when the mothers are busy with prostitution and they take these 300 children, throw them literally in a dark dungeon. But before they enter the dungeon, they have to smell the burned plastic 40 times. They, they are required to inhale the burned plastic 40 times. And when they do that, what happens? They don't feel hunger. Something happens to their nervous system that they don't feel any hunger for 12 hours. That is the darkness. But in that darkness, we have started taking those children and, and, and bringing it to our center, to the Bible college, where they have, they have classes, where they learn the songs, Jesus loves the little children, where they learn about, about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for them. And their lives is transformed. And some of them said, when we grow up, we want to study in your Bible college. That's only possible because of the love of Jesus Christ and because of of transforming power of the gospel. Paul said he's not ashamed of the gospel because gospel is the power of God. He's not ashamed of the gospel because gospel is the good news. He's not, not ashamed of the gospel because gospel is the only hope for this world. He's not ashamed of the gospel because gospel is the declaration of the salvation to everyone who believes. First of all, we find, we see, we experience this, that gospel has the power to change the lives. Change the lives of the people. Change the lives of the murderers who became church planters. Change the lives of the prostitutes who became the carriers of the good news. Uh, Romans 8, 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Peter writes in his first letter in verse, chapter 1, verse 23, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. There is a man who lives in New Delhi. He was the chief of 
of an institution which I will not name, but it is the group, extremist group, very aggressive. They would not mind killing the preachers and Christians and Islamic leaders. And that's what his duty, he was president of that group. He has, a, he has an office, in his office there is a storage place filled with bombs and guns, and they would go and they would literally kill Christian leaders and preachers and throw their bodies tied with the stones in the Yamuna River which flows in the middle of New Delhi. That man was approached in his office all of a sudden by a man who was wearing white clothes and a white turban. Mahipal is the name of this man who was a criminal and leader of this group. And Mahipal's wife was sick. She was dying. Doctors have said, take her home. She will die any, any, uh, anyway. Just a few days left. And, and, and this man appeared to in, in his office and he said, you know, I know your wife is sick. You are sad at your heart. You are not happy with your life. You have no meaning and purpose. You know what? If you pray to Jesus, your wife will be healed. He said, if you don't leave my office, I will kill you. Because I don't want to hear this name Jesus again. That man left. We don't know who he was, where he went, where he came from. Mahipal returned back and he told his wife Shashi. He said, Shashi, this is something strange has happened. And Shashi said, well, I'm going to die anyway. I have no strength even to move. Why don't you pray to Jesus that I will be healed? And in an amazing way, after 21 days of prayer and fasting, Shashi was able to walk and Shashi was able to experience the love of Jesus. They got connected with one of our churches and I was able to talk to Mahipal and Mahipal was baptized and now... Shashi is with him. It has been several years and she is healed. And Mahipal came to our Bible college and he is one of the most dynamic evangelists our Bible college has ever produced, working among criminals, bringing hundreds and thousands of people, extremist people, to the feet of Jesus Christ. It's the power of the gospel. And Paul knew what it was because Paul has experienced this power himself. Power of the gospel has the power to break the barriers. The cultural barriers, the philosophical barriers, the man-made boundaries, geographical barriers. In John chapter 4 verses 4 through 13, there is a story of, uh, of a Samaritan woman. You all know I'm not going to read uh, because of the limitation of the time, but I know that how you, you know how Jesus has broken the barriers, many barriers between an untouchable Samaritan woman and Jesus the Messiah. And she became the first missionary. I remember preaching with a couple of my American friends in the city of Raipur, Brother Chris DeWelt has been there. And we have had the service, and after the service, two of the elders came and requested us. They said that one of our brother is dying, fighting with cancer, last stage, can we go and pray for him? So we went to his home, and he was very, very sick, about to die. And we surrounded him with our, joining our hands, and this man was praying, and he could not pray. He had tears in his eyes. 
And all of a sudden, it, it, I, I thought that it's amazing. Next to me, the person who was praying was a high caste Hindu convert who comes from a priesthood family who has accepted Christ. And he was praying and having tears for this low caste brother who was converted to Christianity. Left to me was a, was a Muslim doctor who have, who have accepted Christ. Next to them was, were two American brothers. Next to them were, were, was a Buddhist convert. And all of us were praying. And, and we were praying with tears in our eyes. And in those tears I could see that Jesus Christ has broken every barrier of the caste and creed and boundaries and walls and it was gone and all it there was remained was the hope of eternal life and love of Jesus Christ as we said goodbye to our brother. The gospel has the power to break the barriers. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 there's neither Jew nor Greek slave nor free male nor female you are all one in Christ gospel is the only hope for this world gospel is the only hope for this world Romans 5 5 and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And then he goes, uh, goes moves forward into 15th chapter of Romans, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Gospel. Jesus Christ. The proclamation of the gospel is the only hope. Jesus Christ is the only hope. I, study, I, I, was, I, I heard this story from my childhood. Maybe you, you may have heard, I, I don't know. But I've, studied this, uh, I, I've heard this story about uh, this, this uh, man who, was, who has a small boat. And uh, he was a rower. I think that's what you, call, you would call him. He, that was his profession. He was born into that caste. And his job was to take passengers from one end to another end. And he was taking, and it was the time of monsoon in India, and he was crossing the Ganges River. And uh, he had an English professor came, and he wanted to cross the Ganges River. So they started talking because it takes some time, and the weather was bad, and it was raining, and there was a storm. And this uh, professor said, asked the, 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 the man who was rowing the boat, he said, uh, have you studied philosophy? Do you know anything about philosophy? He said, uh, no, sir, I don't. The professor said, uh, you have no foundation in your life. Well, he said, have you studied history? Do you know history of your country? He said, no, sir, I was failed when I was in fifth, fourth grade, and since that I have been helping my father and rowing the boat and doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm from a very poor family. He said, you did not study science? He said, no. I said, your life is meaningful, meaningless, because you, you don't know anything about this world and how things function and how things happen. Uh, do you know anything about astronomy? Uh, he smiled and he said, sir, I have never heard that word, astronomy. And uh, the, the philosopher, the, the professor said that you have completely wasted your life. So the rower of the boat looked at him and he said, 
he looked at the professor and he said, Sir, I have one question. Do you know how to swim? Because there is a storm coming and boat is sinking and the only way you can save your life if you know how to swim. I know I'm jumping in the river. And he jumped and the professor died. It is such a basic thing to know that Jesus loves us and he has forgiven us and he has given purpose and meaning in this life and he has given hope of eternal life. It's a simple truth that illiterate person can learn. And if they don't know that, then... Uh, I had a meeting last year in Punjab and Punjab is, uh, is a, not, not a very uh, safe place to have open-air meetings and have uh, several thousand people gathered there. And, uh, and we were there, and uh, uh, we were surrounded by the policemen, and uh, the chief of the police came to me and said, uh, uh, Ajay, Dr. Ajay, do you know that uh, you have to be careful here uh, not, to, not to say some of the things like, you know, uh, like Jesus is the only way. And he said, uh, to your right-hand side is a Hindu temple, to your left-hand side is a Muslim mosque, right in front of you is the, is the Sikh temple, Gurudwara. And he said, one thing you need to remember, and I want all the group members to remember who, sing, who are singing and helping you, uh, that if, if somebody attacks on you, you need to run towards your back, not to your left, to your right, or to up front. You need to run towards the back because there is 200 acres of, of um, sugarcane field, and it's dark. And that's how, that's the only way you can save the, your life. So we were surrounded by the police, and I, I said, no, I'm not going to, I, in my heart I said, Lord, I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to dilute the gospel. I will stand here no matter what comes. I'm not going to run away. Anyway, so... So we, we had about 15 graduates uh, from our college who are working in, in Punjab. And about six of them are working in that region, planting churches. And uh, they were there to see the follow-up work and to talk to the people. Well, the place was so packed. And there was a highway that was blocked. And uh, it was before the general election, so our government did not stop us doing all these things. Uh, so, so we, and, and after I have freed, um, we stayed up till 1 o'clock at night, and uh, a doctor and his family came and pulled me aside and, and said to me that, you know, uh, <laughs> we don't belong to this place. Uh, we were traveling about 50 miles from this side, going to visit our in-laws. They live about 70 miles on the other side, and we got in this traffic jam, but we are thankful to that because, because uh, we, first time we heard about Jesus and we want to give our lives to Jesus. And, and both of them were serious and after having several sessions with them, both of them accepted the Lord and were baptized and, and now they may have a house church in their area where they live. We praise God for that. It's only possible Hundreds and thousands of people who came forward and accepted the Lord. We are working in some of the lepers' colonies, and Indu is going to talk more about that. But one of the leaders of the lepers' colony came to us and said to me that right before I came here, this, this, uh, this woman who had leprosy, she, comes, she came to me 
And with her folded hands, her fingers were gone. She said that I'm so thankful to God that I had leprosy. Because I, if I did not have leprosy, I would not have come to learn about Jesus Christ. I have not known Jesus. I'm thankful to God for this leprosy. Do you know we live in a dark world where 33,000 children die every day because of starvation. Where over 1 million girls under the age of 16 are forced into prostitution in the continent of Asia alone. Where there are 1.8 billion people who have no access to any health care. And the list goes on and on and on. I will conclude my message by sharing a true story with, with, with you. Dr. Holbeck was a missionary in South Africa. And Dr. Holbeck was, uh, towards the end of his ministry, he was visiting this new area of South Africa. And when he went to the city, he was quite shocked because in the city, there was a huge building and it has tall walls. And Dr. Holbeck wanted to know what is happening inside the walls. He asked the guide what is happening inside the walls. Guide said, I, don't give, I cannot give you the answer. I cannot describe in the words what is taking place there. I'll take you up to the mountain. So they, took, they went up to the mountain, which was nearby. And Dr. Holbeck, what he saw, his heart was crushed and his heart was broken. He saw literally hundreds and thousands of lepers who were waiting to die. They have lost their body parts. People would throw the stale food and, and, and crackers for them to eat. And that's how they were surviving. And, and they had no hope. They had no cure. Nobody wanted, government did not have any program for them. So Dr. Hallback called his university where he graduated from. And he said, can someone come? Can someone come? We desperately need people. Two Moravian missionaries at their late 20s. They have graduated from the medical school. They were surgeons. Can you imagine at the 27 years old or 28 years old, young people, they came. They said, we will come and serve. So they came, two boys came. And they said, we want to go and serve these lepers. So they went to the city officials to get the permission. And people were shocked that, why do you come? You, came, you left your privileged country of, of England coming here and to, to serve these people. And uh, they talked for a few hours. And then they said, okay, we will let you go. And there was, you know, uh, and there is only one condition. There is only one condition, and you have to sign a legal document. You will have permission to go in, but you, you will not be able to come out. We will not let you come out. And they signed the death warrant. And they went and served those lepers. Nobody knows what has happened. Only eternity would reveal how many lives, even the bodies were, were gone, but those lepers 
their souls were saved hundreds and thousands because these two young Moravian missionaries took the gospel of Jesus Christ. They knew they are taking something which is much bigger than, the, than their lives and the goal of lives, anything they could achieve. And they, could, they knew that the power of the gospel can change the destiny of the people, even though they, they are losing their bodies, but their souls will be saved. As it is written at, in John chapter 5, verse 24, it says, I tell you the truth. Wherever, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life will not be condemned he has crossed over from death to life if we have accepted Jesus we have already crossed over from death to life death will be just like a ritual we have already crossed that barrier we have the eternal life we have the hope we have the risen savior we know that we are going to our father's home and that's only possible because of the power of the gospel and the power of our lord jesus christ may god bless you